0: welcome back to the burning phoenix podcast hope you're having a great morning in this episode we're going to talk about the new series uh, about uh, the exodus and an interpretation of the exodus by jordan peterson and a panel of eight scholars and artists and thinkers so this was launched yesterday and uh, they released the first two episodes out of 16 episodes and then apparently this is going to be now being showing for eight weeks and then there's going to be a pause and then they're going to have the second part of Exodus next year. You can already see from the beginning that they have it seems like they have a plan of how much they're going to go through in each episode but then they get stuck on <laughs> one one bible verse for 30 minutes and then then the episodes kind of quickly pass by but it's so full of substance and interesting things and interesting thoughts and it's also a joy to see like within Peterson by himself is one thing, but now he has a panel, and then what emerges out of like six or seven or eight people uh, coming together and adding perspectives—it's really fascinating. Like just the wealth that is kind of emerging and coming out from this, this series so far. So we just wanted to point out uh, a few things that we noticed from looking at the opening, and we—it's—it's uh, it's super beautifully made, and it's really uh, a splendid serious to watch. So for some of the concrete points that we noticed yesterday is the focus they had in parts of it about the personal journey of adventure and discovery in the spiritual life. So there are ways of looking at the story of Moses, if you think of that kind of as the main thing in Exodus, that Moses could be a symbol of your own spiritual journey. He could be an example of a spiritual birth and journey and kind of gradual understanding. But they also cast this in a kind of psychological frame as well and then you see how this is about uh, once you start this opening up or something new, there is a very exploratory and a very adventurous uh, just gradual, incremental, kind of growth of the whole landscape and what you're going to discover and how then is a, this reciprocal process that you, as you understand more, you see things with different eyes and then you start seeing even more. So then you can kind of go back and you can read things again, very much like many of the the great books in, in uh, our tradition with like Dante, for example, the more you read, the more you understand and the more you see as well. So just a. The kind of this hero's journey idea as well, like the the joy of of venturing into this exploratory journey. So, the second was a point about how we as people are by nature drawn towards fulfilling our potential. So, and you have these ideas about how the genes actually, even at the technical level, work like this. That you, if you expose yourself for challenges, and you. Uh, have achievements or you kind of you you conquer some of the things you thought you couldn't do, but then you manage to do it. You actually unlock technically things in your genes and you change as a person through that. And thus you can start doing new things and then you will just grow as a person and then life can be richer and more interesting and more joyful as well. But there's something about how this there is a pool in us naturally so they use uh, the example of for example abraham this is the first uh jewish person as as it's seen often like uh, who is called to to leave his his uh, house he lives in the basement leave his house and then um, go on adventure and that's very much deeply embedded in in the biblical stories in the first five books um, as a way of of growing and becoming what you by nature is supposed to become. Okay, so next one, Um, they had great explanations of many things, like if you're not that familiar with Exodus, they talk a lot about Exodus 3.14, about the Tetragrammaton, like this Yahweh uh, letters or name and what it means. Uh, It's very helpful to spend some time on that because then you get the sense that it's about being in itself. It's it means like I am what I am or I am becoming what I'm becoming or it's just uh, I, I am being. Uh, it depends on how you interpret the the Hebrew or the Greek as well. But it's just like the verb of, of being in itself and that is kind of the totality of everything which is how uh, the divinity in the Hebrew tradition is being understood or revealed. Okay, number four is... Um, is a more practical one, which makes it very... Uh, there's an underlying kind of commentary on our current times in many of the topics they're talking about. So the idea of tyranny is very much present in the whole idea of being slaves in Egypt under the Pharaoh and then the liberation. So there's a, there's a personal liberation theme and like a spiritual liberation, but there's also a political aspect to the story. And then they make connections to what, how some things... That we are living in today and that we talked about on this podcast earlier, uh, especially the last maybe 10 or 15 years gradually, is like um, there is a control in much of the media, much of the internet. Uh, Private forces are controlling increasingly more of society and then how this could be seen as like moving towards a form of a tyranny, uh, both kind of mentally but also practically. And then you see how this is then expressed as a timeless idea about a Pharaoh, someone who is controlling, and then being uh, captured or enslaved by that, and also the, the journey towards liberation, and the the good life, and the free life from that. Uh, so those are some of the main points, and we also had again, like how it's it's fun to l- look at like seven, eight people. Uh, the panel he has with him is then with uh, Dennis Prager, Larry Arn, James Orr. Guinness, Stephen Blackwood, Greg Hurwitz, Douglas Headley, and Jonathan Pajot. So it's a nice mix of different uh, people, scholars, and then you also have like a bit of the orthodox symbolic view with Jonathan Pajot. you have a bit of the narrative uh, writer, uh, fiction writer perspective from Greg Hurwitz, and then also some of those really, really uh, knowledgeable erudite Cambridge uh, professors as well, So uh, and the Jewish perspective from Dennis Prager. And then it's all tied together with Jordan Peterson, who's doing a really impressive job of following up everything and kind of moving the whole debate forward. So that's all we wanted to say about this new show. Um, It's highly recommended. It's very, like, it's thick, good substance for thought and also just for learning and, and inspiring for more discovery. And then as a second part of this episode, we want to look at the book, The Life of Moses by Saint Gregory of Nyssa. This goes very much into uh, much of the talks they're having on this series. Uh, This is a book which is almost like 1700 years old. It's a very short book. It's 20 pages of the life of Moses and then 90 pages about interpretation. But it's kind of the, if you just want to read one book about symbolism and, and how to interpret biblical stories or allegorical stories in general, uh, it's a it's a great place to start, and it's also really a founding document within the whole theology and the the symbolic mystical theology in the Orthodox branch. So we just wanted to take out some examples to get some idea of how uh, St. Gregory of Nyssa is thinking. He opens with a with a nice prologue. So he addresses this to a friend, and he makes the image here about horse races and how people can be cheering on the horses in the race. Uh, and he compares that to, so he opens with a metaphor, he compares that to his friend who is then um, in the divine race along the course of virtue and that Gregory is then cheering on his friend in this, this uh, race towards finding more of virtue. So Nissa casts all of this very much in the light of, of, virtue and the virtuous life so he was a kind of a profane philosopher a Greek Hellenistic philosopher until he was 40 and then he started to interpret the biblical stories so you can very much see this mix of the Greek thinking and then how he um, how he interprets uh, much of the symbolism look like some of it is just really profound and, and uh, eye-opening some things are... It's a bit like you can make your own, um, uh, your own judgment on how precise it is, or if you agree with all of it, but some of it is really, really splendid. So we're going to look at the opening. He talks about the birth of Moses and the childhood of Moses. So an overall idea is that Moses is a symbol of the spiritual life. And then so much of the Exodus story is about things we can imitate Uh, Psychologically or like spiritually. So he opens up with saying that how can we imitate a birth like the birth of Moses? And then he quickly describes that uh, it is not hard to begin the imitation with this seeming difficulty. And the idea is the birth of Moses is a birth of a spiritual spark within yourself, it's the first little opening or ignition of something new, a new journey within yourself. And then he also talks here about uh, how that could be seen as we ourselves birthing something within us. So he says there that, uh, quote, we are in some manner our own parents. We are giving birth to ourselves by our own free choice in accordance with whatever we wish to be, molding ourselves to the teaching of virtue or vice. So this is very much at the deep of how Nyssa is thinking about these topics and his approach to it. It's a very kind of empowering idea as well that you can uh, take control of your life and you can, uh, if not control, so at least you can uh, choose to aim for virtue and then you can ignite something that becomes a change and then we are birthing something new in ourselves that gradually will grow and become more of our own, Uh, maybe personality or character or just life eventually. And then he also talks about how then the, the tyrant, the pharaoh, is against the virtuous life. So that is something we will have to be aware of. And uh, last little image he makes here is about uh, the, the Moses uh, baby is putting into a little ark. Since we talked about the ark in the previous episode. So Nyssa interprets the ark as being uh, that which can protect you through hard times. So he describes it here as, quote, uh, life as a stream made turbulent by the successive waves of passion which plunge what is in the stream under the water and drowns it. And then he says you have to make like the baby or your your spark of the spiritual life and make it safe in an ark so that when it is given to the stream, it will not be drowned. The ark constructed out of various boards would be education in the different disciplines which holds what it carries above the waves of life. So it's a very nice positive encouragement to, uh, to start learning things, looking into things, educate yourself so that you can be uh, protected for, from these passions and the vices of life that will tempt you. So this is very much the same that you can see expressed in much of Dante's work as well with like the devices, the, the, the gate to Inferno is v- very wide and tempting. Uh, the gate to purgatory to kind of, uh, learning and, and this purification process is much harder to find and uh, it's more hard work in the beginning, but then it becomes much easier. So this is back to like the core of this is then from a secular perspective would be just a virtue idea. So... Uh, that's all we wanted to say about the life of Moses. It's usually recommended if you want to have like a first starting point of reading a book about symbolism and understanding more what the whole Exodus story can be about. And also again, the following, the, we're going to probably once a week talk about if they have two new episodes every week, we're going to have some, some uh, quick summary or some highlights that we can take out from the discussions they're having. So so with that, I hope some of this was uh, interesting or helpful or inspiring. And um, th- uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a great day and see you again in the next episode.